Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The A Show Podcast. We reply to absolutely everyone. We also upload the same episodes to Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Please don't forget, if you like the podcast, to give us a five-star rating on Apple. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. So, we are here for one thing, and that is to discuss WrestleMania 36. Boom, boom. So, overall, before we break it down, how did you like it? How did you like the two nights? I could do without the two nights, especially because I feel like the first night was tiered to be the weaker night. Exactly. So, I kind of felt like... I don't know. I wasn't going to miss the second night, but after the first night, I was kind of like, eh, it's not as important. It's not. See, the way they had it on paper, I was like, they split it up really good on paper. Right. But the execution, the second night to me was way better. Way better. So, yeah, uh, the intro I did love. It was very dramatic with the. See, if they would have. If Corona wasn't going on and they would have had the regular venue. I think it would have been like dope. It would have been amazing. I really wish. And if anybody has seen a photo of what the set was supposed to look like, is there a photo? Send out it there? to Twitter. I don't know. But it's surely, right? Like, surely somebody had to draw it up and be like, this is what we're going for. Probably. Right. I'd love to see it. But yeah, super big bummer that we missed out on that. But I mean, at least we're not like Vince McMahon and lost out on all the money that you spent on the setup. But I do know in a couple of years, I think Tampa is in the running to host again. So maybe they can make up for lost. By the way, I just want to get this out of the way. Gronk and Mojo. I could have done way without. Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I don't know who Gronk registers with. Maybe fans of the Patriots or people that love obnoxious humans. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, like, for Fish me, bags. yeah, like, if that's your style, I guess cool. But it didn't work for me. I could have done without any of that. He I wasn't even really on except Sunday. He won the 24-7 title. Off of his boy. Yeah. After jumping off of a banister. <sighs> I'm good without Gronk. Is he going to be on Raw? Like He's the champion. He's got to be. Oh. Yeah, he's we're stuck with his ass now. He's like signed, signed. I don't know what kind of deal they have with him, but right. he's got more dates to come for sure. Oh, man. Yep. All right, well, let's start off with Saturday night. By the way, they did bring back JBL for commentary, which I did enjoy. Yeah, it's always nice and refreshing. That's the thing about... Oh, by the way, a little breaking news. WWE changed uh, roles for Cole. He'll still be doing the announcing, but he is now the vice, the VP of commentary for WWE. So I'm assuming he's going to have more of a role... What does that even mean? I guess he's all the commentators' bosses now. Well, yeah, I thought I figured that was just like a given because he's been there for. I so mean, long. they finally, I guess, gave him the title. The title, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, having JBL there was pretty dope. Um, no Corey Graves, which uh, I didn't mind that. Yeah, he was on the pre-show, which I guess that was a taping conflict, maybe, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I was fine without Corey Graves. So, Saturday night, we saw Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. Cesaro won this match. 
Um, so what is the origin of Drew Gulak? Gulak started off doing a lot of smaller independents, kind of worked his way. He almost was like the Daniel Bryan after Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Just a smaller guy, real technical. Um, he just don't have the charisma of Daniel Bryan. But um, I think his first shot at the WWE was the 205 Cruiserweight Championship Tournament thing. Yeah. That's where he debuted. He's I been mean, here. I liked watching him. Him and Cesaro have great chemistry. Uh, I would actually like to see Cesaro leave the company. I think a lot of people would, except for WWE stands. The thing is, Cesaro, he just has never been given that opportunity to really shine. Right. I mean, yeah, one of the things about Cesaro is that, like, he obviously can't talk. Like, he can't do a promo. True. But how many times have, I mean, like, there's ways around that. Like Paul Heyman. Right. Like, Brock Lesnar is a perfect example of a person that can't talk. And cut a promo. So, it, part of it's just... We need more managers. I agree with that. I like the old school, like, manager, you know. When we get there, I'll talk about it. But one of the things with the Sunday night was Selena Vega and Austin Theory. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it doesn't make sense because they're just throwing them in there and it's like, whatever. But if Selena's new gimmick is kind of this, look, I just go after free agents cause that I think are the best and I'm going to bring them here right. and let them, you know, win. So... I, I kind of dig that, but yeah, I agree with you. I think you got to have more managers. It just helps tell a story. Yeah. So then we have Alexa Bliss, and this is on the main show, the first match. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships. And so we were both saying how, why did they start with this match? Yeah, it was a strange start. Uh, Nikki Cross really shined in this. Kabuki Warriors lost, unfortunately. So I don't know where they'll go with them now. WrestleMania started off with a negative five stars for me. Because of the Kabuki Warriors losing? Match wasn't terrible. Wasn't great either. But Kabuki Warriors losing? Nope. Not for me. And there was no green miss from Asuka. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, that one was just kind of eh. And then we have following Corbin versus Elias. This was my bathroom break. <laughs> you thought it couldn't get duller? Just yeah. you wait. Yeah, I mean... Who won? Elias won. Yeah, Elias won, and we heard his uh, theme song for, like, the third time in his career. So then after that, we had Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's... Ta- uh, for the Raw Women's Championship... This was the third match, and I was really disappointed because I wanted this to main event, or like at least go on second to last, because I just like looking forward to Becky's matches. Um, So, Becky ended up winning, and I thought she was going to lose going into it, just because of like the vibe, and I don't know why. But then Jared brought up the point that like nobody wins their first Mania match. Never. And then that never occurred to me. Yeah, Vince hates people. (laughs) <laughs> he's, just, he's a piece of shit, and he never lets you win your first Manny match. But, there, there are examples of people that have, but it's pretty rare. See, see, I never thought of it like that. Like, Ronda got a W, but well, I mean, it was a tag match, Ronda. too. It was like a gimmicky. Yeah. But, yeah, very rarely. Uh, yeah, so, I hope they keep going with this. But, they have to. Yeah, but 
it didn't work for me with when they started off with the biting of the neck and then the goal was we're gonna make her seem like the most credible threat to Becky's championship so then they have the uh, what's the cage match thing elimination chamber they have the elimination chamber and she dominates and like rips through everybody and that was their way of saying oh wow what a monster I needed more than that they're branding her as the cage fighter right right and if you're a fan of NXT then, and you've watched it you're kind of like but she's not like we've seen her already for a year and a half she's not what you're telling us she is right. she's a bad bitch yeah. but she's not what you're telling us she's she is she's the baddest bitch in so, the trailer park right. yes right <laughs> so why are you punishing us for watching NXT by making it making us feel stupid that you've kind of changed her character around yeah I mean they always do that I know it's ridiculous uh, the match ended with Baszler going for the rear naked choke and as Becky started falling out she rolled backwards into a pin one two three kind of how she won last year yeah ish similar yeah. yeah so they'll keep going with it uh, Baszler will do the whole like oh, you got lucky I had you dead to right and you just rolled backwards and I slipped up you didn't beat me I beat me yeah but perfect way to go with it yeah so next we have Jared. This is your most anticipated match. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title. I'll let you talk about this one. I've never been more disappointed in my entire life. <laughs> First of all, I got super pumped when it came out because I said what I said, that this could be one of the greatest matches of all time in WrestleMania history. So I get crunk when I hear the... Uh, Daniel Bryan's music and then I'm thinking to myself oh my god they might even give us Sami Zayn's music because they never give us Sami Zayn's music when he's a heel because everybody sings it and you can't sing the heel's music because then people might like him which is the most 1980s (laughs) shit I've ever heard so we get Sami's music and I'm singing along I'm jumping around the house and the match just didn't work period they like set it up to where the heels got out or put out for a moment and they were gone for like eight minutes Mm -hmm. and like Cesaro took one bump and was gone for like eight minutes and it was like you just had a match Mm -hmm. and could get up every 30 seconds after you would take offense and now so I don't know I just I was really disappointed and I probably gave this a worse grade than it should have gotten simply because how disappointed I was yeah, they definitely could do better. It just... Easily. Oh, yeah. I wasn't really into it that much either, but... Moving Sammy with a dub after a... Oh, yeah, Sammy. Helluva kick. Sammy won, which yeah. shocked me. Hit the helluva kick. I thought that Dan and Brian would go over, but... I think we'll keep going. You know what? I really want to see a good story and long-term feud with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That would be amazing. They can even add a third person that makes sense. The story is there. Yeah. And it's really easy to write. They'll mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you just casually said that. Dude, I was calling everything last night. Yeah. Everything before it happened. I'm like, this oh, is going to yeah. happen. This is going to happen. That's why I'm so hard on WWE. I've watched it for so long that I know what they're going to do. And when they do it, I'm like, why did you do it that way? <laughs> why? Yeah, so moving on to the triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yeah, that was a real thing. Um, 
So this was between Kofi Kingston, John Morrison, and one of the Usos. Was it Jimmy or Jay? It started with the Jay. <laughs> so didn't you say there was some heat maybe between the Miz and one of the Usos? The story is that the reason the Miz was not in this match was because he was sick for the last SmackDown tapings, which was about the time when they taped Mania. And one of the Usos may have got hot by basically saying, if you're sick, why are you here? Because Roman Reigns is here. And he's, you know, on the at, he's on the at risk. Yeah. So I don't know how far it got other than there was some heat. And so it got out that there was heat. That is why there was just a triple threat. Correct. That's why The Miz wasn't there. So this was a really good match to me. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, this and Kevin Owens versus Rollins was the saving grace of the night. But all three of these guys have had better ladder matches. Well, yeah, I mean... So, like, to sit here and praise it and say it was better than it was, I'm not going to do that. It was the best match of the night. It might be one of the better matches of the whole Mania. But, I mean, it wasn't the best ladder match you've ever seen in your life. I've seen better ladder matches on Raw. So, yeah, I'm just night one didn't do it for me, and this was the saving grace. There was some cool moments, decent match, and all three of them, especially Kofi, man, he just goes out there and just works his ass off, and he gives it his all. Part of me feels like the better matches were thing was just where more things were going on than one on one, because it gave you more things to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. The example I'd give was like Otis and Dolph. Right? So not a great match, right? right? No. But there was a lot to look at. Yeah. Sonya was getting involved. Mandy came out. There was other things to look at other than the two people in the ring. Uh, that's why I feel like this ladder match was so refreshing. We just got done with like the tag match, which was uh, some one-on-ones and everything. And now it was finally like, there's stuff going on. Right. So Morrison retained, which I wasn't... I wanted COVID. To yeah, I didn't like that either because in other ladder matches, the team that pulls the gold thing off is the winner but this year because of the end of the match they pulled it off and then morrison grabbed the belts and fell backwards which was a cool ending it was but you changed the rule the rule (laughs) just for the ending so well there you go wwe man wrestling so next we have i feel like this was probably the match of the night kevin owens versus seth rollins and i mean this match has been long this feud has been going on forever i feel like they've been feuding for so long how did you like seth's entrance loved it and i, I really wish i could have seen what that would have looked like in um, a stadium i know yeah but the big bummer was that it almost worked out for seth because so buddy murphy another guy that may have corona was not at the sh- tapings and then and uh, one of the AOP being injured and out for a while. So he's down to one guy. So it's kind of a blessing that this happened for the sake of a this storyline. Yeah, you like I that? I like the word. Yeah. So Apropos. basically, Seth purposely hit Kevin Owens with the bell to get himself disqualified. And then Owens got on the mic and told him to get back in the ring for a no DQ match. And he complied. And then, did you see where Seth called uh, Kevin a fat piece of shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> love that. I also love when Seth was looking at the referee and going, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Whatever I want. 
Dude, I'm like, I'm loving Seth as a Messiah character. Oh, yeah. He doesn't get enough credit right now. I've, yeah, like weeks ago I said, like, how crazy is it that somebody's doing a blasphemous gimmick and nobody's even, like, giving him heat? He's reinvented his whole heel. Yeah. He's such a good heel. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, the biggest spot in the match was where Kevin Owens jumped off the Mania sign with Rollins on the table. Um... I mean, that was, like, the biggest spot of the weekend, I feel like. And then he beat Rollins with a stunner. So, this was a great match. Um, We'll see where it goes. Tom Phillips did say on commentary that Owens has finally gotten rid of uh, Rollins. Like, he's finally put that behind him now. Exactly. After the win. I feel like this feud should be over. It's time. You could go further with it just because of who they are. You could, but you should not. No, no. They both need to move on. I agree. All right, now we have the shit show. <laughs> Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if there are two competitors that I hate more in the ring at the same time. So, after four power slams, Braun wins the Universal Championship. Yeah. Braun Strowman, the cracker barrel of wrestlers. It's never bad, but it's never really that good either. And then Goldberg looked like Keto Santa Claus. Just gray hair everywhere. Goldberg, it's not 98 anymore, bro. We've got 4K. Yeah. You look terrible. Shave your chest. Honestly, I've said this before. I'll say this again. If there was one wrestler from the past, present, and probably the future that I hate the most, it's Braun Strowman. Wow. That's a bold statement. The only time I liked Braun Strowman was when uh, Brock Lesnar punched him in the face for real. <laughs> at the Rumble? Yeah. <laughs> nah, so. but I mean, so if we look at this, we can understand that it looks like the idea was for Roman to go over on Goldberg quick yeah. and then his next feud be against Braun. So they had to take Roman out of that sim- uh, situation, put Braun in first. I would look for Braun to turn heel, but we've had Braun and Roman. I don't know if you remember it because it really wasn't I don't that great. It. They had a big Raw feud. I remember one of the big payoffs was uh, that Roman was getting stretchered out, and Braun grabbed him and threw him off of a ramp while he was still tied to the stretcher. When was this? Like, <sighs> A few years ago, when Roman, I mean, Braun naturally turned into a face. He was a heel, but then people started liking it because he was going through and just breaking shit and beating people up. So, around the time where there was like the Braun, Brock, Roman triangle, was that was about where this all started. So, yeah, uh, I saw on Twitter, remember when Braun was shitting on indie wrestlers for not being able to like pay their way? Yeah or some shit so people were like of course Vince is gonna put the title yeah. on him for shitting on oh, yeah. indie wrestlers yeah. like that's music to Vince's ears mm-hmm. even so, though it's crazy cause Braun was like I wasn't making enough money doing strongman so I became a wrestler homie I'd still say that you calling yourselves a wrestler is a little loose yeah anybody can go around screaming with their hands up and run around the ring running into people <laughs> so and yeah. that and the hair is looking bad. Bronze bronze shaving his head in the next year and a half. Well, um, I don't know. You know, with Roman being out, I wonder if he'll be back on SmackDown. Roman's situation is very interesting because he's out until the foreseeable future. He can't do this while this is out. Like, so... Corona. Right. So, or what do they call it? Unforeseeable circumstances? Yeah. 
Wait, how did I didn't watch SmackDown? How did they write? Oh, you ready for this? It's actually really good. You ready? All right. So they didn't. What do you mean? They didn't. They didn't do anything. They didn't. They didn't do anything. They didn't address Roman not being. I think they just announced because of unforeseeable circumstances that it was changed. But the go home SmackDown. Never mentioned it. Didn't the watch. week before that, they mentioned that it was still happening. But I gave him, I gave him some credit because Roman was announced that he wasn't coming to Mania on Thursday. The next SmackDown obviously was Friday. I was like, all right, so maybe they couldn't do anything. Yeah. But then when the following week, still nothing. And then Triple H goes on Ariel Awani's podcast and says, "We've we've changed the match in a unique way." Roman's going to be put out of the match in a unique way. And he wasn't. It was just a lie, straight up. Like, it's piss poor. All right, let's move on to the main event of Saturday night. AJ Styles versus Undertaker in the Boneyard match. So, a lot of people really liked this. How did you like it? (sighs) This is going to be like the Kabuki Warriors match, where... When we get to the end, it ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. It was okay, though. I'm not going to say it was terrible. I liked the beginning when AJ came out of the coffin I laughing did, and I everything. Like that, yeah. Um, so, story, I guess, kind of makes sense where... I don't know. Like I take it for what it is. My problem with it is, why does The Undertaker need this? He doesn't. Right. It's it's trying to like piss me off. Like, why are you putting down like I don't know, it's just so weird to me that people like Triple H and stuff don't see or excuse me, Vince doesn't see that none of this matters. (laughs) No one's buying a ticket to WrestleMania for one person. Nobody. Nobody's buying a ticket unless you're buying it for your little child who wanted to see Cena back in the gap yeah but that's done now if you're going to a WWE show Raw, Smackdown pay-per-view whatever you're going for the whole experience so the fact that he's still looking at these things and saying like we need this draw is wild to me because I don't I don't see it happening I don't understand dude Wrestlemania tickets are way too expensive to go for one person right it just doesn't make any sense to me that they still feel like they have to bring this out when every year since like 2015 we've been like mm-hmm. it's hard to watch and AJ is no spring chicken so I felt like it was a waste for AJ to feud with Taker because like granted this whole thing was cool but if they were to have a regular match in the ring then it wouldn't have been great I feel all. like they've ruined AJ every time anything's happened the beginning had the big Royal Rumble spot didn't really do anything with it. The rest of his career kind of, you know, had moments where he was SmackDown champion, but that doesn't matter. We, we see that. They mm-hmm. just gave the SmackDown championship to somebody because another dude is sick. So, like, we yeah. see that that doesn't matter. Um, then you bring in the OC. You got the click, right? You don't do anything with it. Like, AJ looks as weak as you can possibly weak right now, or as weak as you can possibly look right now. And I just don't know where they go with it. I guess, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you get Edge next. Because, like, Taker's not going to be on Raw. Right. <laughs> so maybe you get AJ Edge next, and it's kind of like, it'll be cool because it's new, but AJ's not a threat anymore. I don't understand why AJ keeps getting opportunities. Uh, I feel like AJ is still a threat. If you Yeah, in your head, because you know how great AJ is at being 
AJ. But if you're looking at the show and watching it based on what you're seeing, why would you think he's a threat? That's like if you watched the NFL and the week one of the playoffs started and the Bengals had a wild card. Because wow. he's AJ Styles. Okay. Cool. You going to let the Patriots get a wild card spot in the NFL next year since that's Bill Belichick? I guess we view it differently. I will give them credit on the whole production of the match. I mean, it was like they had all the... the yeah. Uh, the fire the yeah production was decent editing was decent adding that music and stuff was cool yeah uh other than that just a lot of grown men grunting <laughs> uh we had to watch the undertaker go through covid which was tough oh yeah he was grunting <laughs> a lot yeah but kind of a goofy ending and and one of those where it ended and i was like all right but all for what mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. all right let's move on to sunday so Sunday was a lot better. Uh, we got Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. This was the first match of the night. I love Rhea's gear. I think it was an ode to Vegeta. From yeah. Dragon Ball Z. See, I couldn't figure out if it was Dragon Ball Z or like Sailor Moon. It did look like Sailor Moon too. So this match was very, very good. It was just two alpha females fighting in the ring. There were a lot of great moments, and the match lasted, I feel like, almost thirty minutes. It was better than. I'll have to admit this. It was better than Becky Shayna. Um, Charlotte ended up winning, which, you know. Well, why? Because it was Rhea's first, first mania. mania. You never <laughs> win your first mania. But yeah, I was happy with this match as a whole. Now, where do we go with Charlotte being the NXT Women's Champion? I think this is brilliant, right? So it's kind of like Rhea lost, but it's not going to lose any steam because she lost on an away field. She lost in Charlotte's domain. So now Charlotte has to go to NXT and beat yeah. Rhea in her domain. So it makes everybody look strong. It doesn't do, this is the opposite of the Undertaker AJ. Yeah. It's writing a story to where no one looks bad, no one looks worse than when they started. True. So you think Charlotte you, oh obviously yeah. goes back to NXT for this, sh- I'll say what whenever the next pay-per-view is for NXT, the main event is Charlotte versus Ripley yeah. straight up. Oh, it'll be excellent. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if Tommaso's fighting Johnny Gargano again. It doesn't matter. He knows how big of a star R- Rhea is, and that will be the main event. Yeah. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Um, I don't even know why this match really happened. I don't either, and it was really dumb, and I still don't understand the ending. Bobby was about to go for the Dominator. Lana gets up on the ring and says, Do the spear! <laughs> so he gets back, and he does a spear, and Aleister Black kicks him in the head and knocks him out. So it's Lana's fault. I get I don't... What? Bobby in pants. I like it. <laughs> I liked it. Bobby looked like a damn Terminator out there in those <laughs> pants. Uh, so yeah, not much to really say about that one. I mean, unless you're an Alistair fan, he got a win on Mania. That's dope. That's you know? very true. Yeah. Uh, moving on to one of the better storylines that has been built, Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. So Ziggler had Sonya Deville accompany him to the ring, and then we knew, obviously, I mean, Mandy was going to come out, but we didn't know, was Mandy going to turn you did, Yeah, you didn't know what was going to happen. At this point... Mandy has shown you that although she thinks Otis is sweet, she doesn't really think about anything other than friendship with him. She's romantically involved with Dolph, and now she just found out that her best friend has sabotaged all of this, and we don't even necessarily know why. why? Yet. So, simple writing, right? 
but there's a story and you can follow it and you can see it I felt like whenever I was watching Mania and we were watching it with my valet (laughs) yesterday on Saturday she watched it and she goes this is unwatchable shit Mm -hmm. and I couldn't disagree with her and then she watched this match she watched this match which wasn't even a great match nothing fancy and she was like but I can watch that because there's a story and I understand it and I can anticipate one thing and see which way it goes. So I loved it. So Manny, Good for Odie. Manny came and slapped Sonya and the low blow off and Otis got the win and Otis carried her out and they shared a little kiss. Oh man. So, and did you notice how tight Mandy's lips were when she kissed him? No. <laughs> Shut up. It was locked down, bro. She's like, I ain't getting the corona. Tight little butthole. All right, let's talk about the last man standing with Randy Orton versus Edge. So, one of the more anticipated matches. But, I mean, okay, this match was great, but it was great, but it was kind of like all over the place, literally. I feel like it kind of went on way too long. Yeah. It just kind of started dragging. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. It, I was very hyped that Edge is back. I thought that Orton and Edge was perfect. We've been talking about that for three months. Mm-hmm. We said it right after Rumble. It was like, that's your main event. Or that's got to be a big match at Mania. Yeah. Before, they even, before the RKO even happened, we knew. Like, that's happening. So, when you say it dragged and it went all over the place... Right, like it literally did. So when they're in the gym, they were like, "All right, so now we're gonna use the things that are in the gym for our advantage." Like Orton pushed a sled into the wall where Edge was, and Edge somehow got on these monkey bars and thrusted his cock right at Randy Orton's face while he was sitting in a chair for some strange move. Uh, and then like they went up to an eighteen wheeler and fought on top of it. And then Edge hit a concerto on top of it. Remember that, like the ending? Yeah. So it was like, I'm not, okay, I've seen the concerto a hundred times. Is it a bigger deal because you did it high? I don't know if I'm being fair, though, because I would, like, we were drinking. So at this point, I was a little tipsy. I'm just saying, though, like the one part where Orton was on the steel table and Edge jumps a foot and a half up to land, like, hang on a cage and then fall one foot down. He sold that fall. Right. So it was like, I I get it. You're, like, using your your surroundings. You're using everything you can. But the things just don't look good. Like, to me, when he fell and did that elbow, I was like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You know, I'm just going to have to rewatch it, to be honest with you. I feel like I don't know if I'm being fair enough to it. Yeah. I really like the beginning with the Orton cameraman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I feel like they did a disservice by not having Orton and Randy, or excuse me, Orton and Edge, talking shit the whole time. Yeah. Like, Orton saying, like, this is for your own good. Why don't you understand this? And Edge... Weren't they? Kinda. And Tom, for the most part, it was Tom Phillips and a lot of just Randy grunting and edge holding his neck does not do it for me yeah at all you don't like many announcers anyway i don't what does he say excalibur from AEW just makes you gag yeah (laughs) like what even is that i don't know human being talks and you just want to throw up yeah it's terrible it's weird i don't know i don't know if that's a problem from him or you maybe me yeah uh 
But yeah, I mean, these two are vets. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to say... I don't want to shit on it. I don't either. I don't want to say it was bad. But to me, I just felt like at the end of this match, I was like, you could have just had a regular match and I'd have been fine with it. Yeah. You didn't do anything extra yeah. to, you know... Right. But I also get the last man standing concept. Why Orton and Edge both would want to have that match. Orton doesn't want Edge to return. Edge is furious at what Orton's done. So I get it. It just wasn't... The things that they put off as violence were not violent to me. Mm -hmm. There was nothing violent about Edge swinging on a monkey bar and kicking and like falling from one foot and then them being like oh they're on this 18th look how tall look how high up they are <laughs> and then it's like alright are they getting elevation sickness because they're not using it they're not doing anything with being high up so it just didn't do anything for me but I love I love that Edge is back oh, but you know yeah. a lot of that and I, this is a me problem I don't love Randy Orton never really have loved Orton matches Right. So, part of it's me. All right, next we had the Raw Tag Team Championships with Austin Theory and Angel Garza versus the Street Profits. Um, so, the Street Profits won. Do you really want to talk about the match or the aftermath? I think I kind of said everything I want to say. I like that Selena brought in Austin Theory. Yeah. And that it kind of goes off of this. Well, damn, she's brought in Austin Theory and Angel Garza. She's already got... Uh, Andrade. Andrade, our Corona victim. <laughs> so it's like I like her as a manager. If they keep kind of doing this, like, and even if Austin Theory doesn't work and they don't want him at the main roster, they should fire him on Raw. They're interchangeable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's so interchangeable that you should just say instead of just never seeing Austin Theory again, make it a big deal, and then let her bring in somebody else or not, and then in the future when Austin Theory is ready. You've already got a storyline. Or even, like, Humberto could turn heel and join Zelina. Yeah, you know, perfect. Like, Do that. Yeah. Turn Humberto heel. He replaces Austin Theory. And then in a year when Austin Theory's ready, uh -huh. you already got three guys you can work with for a storyline. Yep. So after the match, what happened? Zelina was... Selena hit her uh, Hurricane Rana on... Montez? I think so. Yeah, it was. And was going to, like, slap him. Going to slap him and... Bianca Belair makes the save. Yeah, that was cool because, like, if you guys don't know, Bianca Belair and Montez are married in real life. So she came out to save her man, and then I'm I'm glad that Bianca got that little moment. If you also don't know, if you are on camera at all for WrestleMania, you get a bonus check. So I'm glad Bianca got that bonus check. Oh. You ain't never heard of the pay-per-view paydays? I mean, not really. Oh, yeah. If you're on the pay-per-view, you, you get paid. So I whoever mean, the Druids were... Even for doing that? Yeah, whoever the Druids were for uh, AJ and Undertaker, uh -huh. they were probably wrestlers Yeah. that were just getting their pay-per-view check. True. All right, let's talk about the women's five-way with Bailey, Sasha, Lacey Evans, uh, Naomi... And Nia Jax. No, Tamina Snuka. Oh. Same thing. I think. <laughs> so, Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? So, uh, this match, I mean, I went into it thinking that, you know, at the end, Sasha, it would be Sasha and Bailey. But I guess that was kind of too predictable and too soon. So, Sasha gets eliminated by Lacey Evans. and then After a little bit of a 
miscommunication from Bailey. Right. And then... Uh, Miss, uh, Bailey was holding uh, Evans, and then Evans reversed something and then hit Sasha with the women's right mm-hmm. from the whole altercation. Yeah, I like watching Lacey Evans. I think she's really good. Um, he, I, I hope Lacey Evans figures this out. So... When she's a heel and face, she changes characters, which obviously, you know, you're taught that you should do that. Heels and face act differently. She should always act heel. And when she gets cheered, she just gets cheered in his face. Or you write that the bad guy is worse. Uh-huh. Because I think when she's heel, she's money. And when she's face, she's a little corny. Well, but you could, like I said, you can be a face and do heel things. You just have to make sure whoever you're wrestling in your program with that time is doing more heelish things. I honestly enjoy watching her both as a heel and a face, but I just feel like her promo works better as a heel. Yeah, because as a face, it's just I'm Jesus. a mom. I was in the army. Yeah, I'm a Southern Belle, and like that's not good enough anymore. I mean, I guess. Uh, so she's basically Bobby Lashley. I was in the army. I'm a dad. Here's my sisters. They used to beat me up. Remember that? Yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> so Bailey ends up winning, which so I'm honestly thinking that Bailey wins with help from with, Sasha yeah, Banks. So the main three when they left, you were thinking what's going to happen. You didn't get Sasha versus Bailey one on one at the end, and you were wondering if Bailey could take. Uh, take the W by herself, but then Sasha comes back, helps her get the win, and the role models remain friends. Don't worry. They're oh, still buddies. But they're gonna have it out at SummerSlam. <sighs> That's what y'all say. You don't think? No, they're best friends, Ashley. They love each other. They're not gonna give you a match just because you want it. They will. They're best friends. SummerSlam. Let's move on to Cena versus The Fiend. Now, how did you like this? I wasn't nearly high enough. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of trip I should have taken to yeah. understand what was happening there? Uh, nah, like so it wasn't a match. It wasn't it was wrestling. Basically, like an ode to Cena's whole career. It really was. It was like a "This is your life" kind of deal. Yeah. Um, I'd have to watch it again. I really want to watch it again and, and get into like what the thought process was behind things. Like there was a time when when uh Bray was Eric Bischoff and I was like, are they saying that He's, Cena is yeah. like Hogan? That's what I was and saying. that like he was just worried about himself. Yeah. And then kudos to Cena for playing along with everything. Yeah. Like you know, it kind of was even though it was like a homage to him, it was almost kind of put getting some heat on him. Uh-huh. And he just was like, yeah, I'm game for whatever. I want to, like, rewatch it. It's one of those matches where you rewatch and you can pick up on something new every time. That's the thing. It wasn't a match. And I don't know what it was, but I liked it. I liked it, too. And it was completely different from everything that I've seen. And I'm just saying, man, if Bray's got ideas like this, Uh quit holding him back. Right. Do it. Quit saying, like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work, Bray. You know, like, quit all that shit. Like, you've got this mind that created this. And you made him job to Goldberg? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was way better than The Undertaker, AJ. It was, I mean, I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter. They seemed to really enjoy it. I just think I really want to rewatch it um, before I really 
you know, judge it. I agree. And what would be the biggest bummer of all and is what I think it's going to be. I think it's just over. Well, yeah. I don't think Cena's coming back. And I don't, I hate that. Because now I'm like, give me this all the time. Right. Well, I don't, yeah. I wonder who The Fiend will feud with. Right. Next. And what is it, what does that moment do for the next feud? Because that's what really matters I think to me. That, I think what that moment does is so The Fiend character was built from him losing to Cena at Mania 30. Okay. And so now that he beat John Cena at this Mania, he's kind of like asserted himself more into the Fiend character. And he, like, now he's going to be like on this high, and he's going to, like, the Fiend character is really, really going to take off even more. So I feel like that's how I'm viewing it. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting what they're going to do with the Fiend character, especially if they make Braun Strowman a heel. Because then you have two monsters. Yeah. So it'll be interesting what they do there. But yeah, if you haven't seen Cena Fiend, try to watch it. And watch it, then rewatch it. Yeah, and, and do what I did with the Tiger King. <laughs> Don't, go in blind. Don't like read about it. Don't know what you're going to see. Just watch it. Yeah. That's it, that, that's it at its best. So now for the WrestleMania main events. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Now by this point I was drunk. But <laughs> so I don't really remember much from the match. What? Um Did did Drew yeah, Drew hit a claymore. Yeah. Brock kicked out at one. Right. Brock hit a F five. Yeah. Drew kicked out at one. Brock hit a F five. Drew kicked out at two. Couple slams, couple suplexes. Drew hit a claymore. And instead of pinning him, he got up for another claymore, hit it. While Brock was on his knees, got the one, two, three. About four minutes total. But, I mean, exactly what a Brock match is. And I asked you this question. Do you like Brock matches? Do you do you like knowing that they're only going to be four minutes, but they're going to be super explosive, and you really don't know who's going to get the final finisher in? It works. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was fine. And, dude, Drew looked like a beast. Uh, Brock sold for him for like 45 minutes. I think like he was just <laughs> laying in the ring yeah. like a total stud. Uh, I just... I'm, I'm bummed that this didn't happen in front of a lot of people for Drew McIntyre, but I did think it was a cool moment where he was just thanking... breaking the fifth wall and thanking the crowd. Drew deserves this freaking moment with the whole crowd man i was so glad he won i'm yeah, glad he's too. a champion i just wish he you know it could have been what it was supposed to be so all in all i'm really glad that they this is probably selfish i'm glad that they didn't cancel mania i still think the correct move would have been to postpone mania correct now i hope that they use this story I would love for WWE to have a huge SummerSlam this year. Like, really put oh, some on to it. I feel like there's no other choice. Like, right. you've got to go super, super big. big. And and I could be, I would be very happy if that happened. Yeah. So, maybe it's not all for naught. Maybe this is now, the road to WrestleMania took a detour, and now we're on the fucking interstate to SummerSlam, and hopefully it's huge. Now, what I don't want, is for them to just say, oh, let's just go to Saudi Arabia again and have oh, a huge super show God. and da-da-da-da-da. I don't see that happening, though, with everything going on. Uh, is Money in the Bank happening? They advertised it I know. last night. They advertised a date and a venue. 
So now well, that can change. The venue ain't happening. Well, they advertised. It ain't happening. So we'll it'll see. be if it happens, it'll be from the performance center. Probably right. Now, who do you want Drew to feud with? Uh, oh, that's an interesting question because of everything that's just happened, right? Right. So, you can't do Rollins. He looks weak. Owens, but no, Drew's a face. Right, you can't do that. You can't do AJ because he looks weak. You can't well, do Orton because he looks weak. That Does that ever matter, though? Like, I mean, it. yeah, because if that's the case then they're telling you who's going to win and why watch because they're not going to give you a good story they've basically already told you with that we're doing this for something else later but i feel like after mania the, and like during the summer lately like the shows have gone to shit well keep in mind tonight's supposed to be the second biggest night in wrestling right it's the raw after mania so anything could have happened and now we don't know what's going to happen. I know. So it's kind of a game changer. This is, you know, uh, the, you, you just finished a book and now you're opening up a new one. And instead, now we're kind of just, we flip the pages and nothing's written yet. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see the direction that they go. But yeah, that wraps up two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah, and I will say with the rest of this coronavirus going, WWE with some of these matches and the way they handle things showed that they can take advantage of the situation and make good content. Yeah. So please just do that just more do often. It. Yeah. Just make more Hire good content. Hire more writers if you need to. I don't to. even mind you showing a pay-per-view for an hour, but the other hour make it good the thing is their excuse is well we have too many shows so many hours of content that we have to write then hire more fucking writers dude i can't hear that excuse anymore when y'all have 30 writers and aew has zero (laughs) and they put out storylines apparently i like even if that's the case even if you're like yeah we can't do it we have all these writers then fire all of those writers and get new ones in because they're not doing a good job no so try something else But the problem is, and Paul Heyman said this, in meetings, Vince doesn't want that contrarian there. Vince doesn't want that guy to say, that's not a good idea and this is why. Vince just wants people to eat his ideas, build around it, and then come back to him to see if they have a better idea of what he wants. That's a problem. It's absolutely a problem. He can't be told he's wrong. Well, there's our mania podcast in a nutshell. Now, it wasn't the worst mania of all time. No. Saturday, I would have said that it was working on it, but it it ended up not being the worst. Sunday was way better. So much better. Yeah. Um, Also, given that next year we'll have an audience, do you prefer the two nights or would you want to see it along one night? I think I'm cool. Well, the problem with two nights is people that are buying tickets. I'd hate for somebody to spend seven hundred dollars and only get half of a show, and you don't even know what who's going right. on what night. So it's almost impossible That's to very really true. do. But I would rather two nights than seven hours in a Sunday where the first three hours don't even matter. matter. Yeah, but you have to watch it because you might miss something. So you can't not watch the first two hours because your favorite show might be on the pre-show mm-hmm. our favorite or, match or what if they would have it two nights and the ticket holders come back for both nights if they did that that'd be great cool. yeah it would be Dude, really good. that would be like now would the venue do that because now they're working twice as, as much for the same payout that's true so there's a lot of logistics right yeah so we'll see what happens next year if they stick with the two nights or you know. I doubt they do though because now you just have this history that NXT 
Hall of Fame. That's right. all before. Yeah, I doubt they do, too. I feel like that's why they did it two nights tonight, because they knew, oh, well, now we're not doing Hall of Fame. Now we're not having the NXT show. So yeah. let's just put it on two nights. Yeah. All right. With all that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you probably next week. Ring the damn bell.